welcome back to Frog College. This is the second installment of my tale. If you were listening for the first time, you should go back to episode one and start at the beginning. We pick up our story now where we left off. The first day of college classes. For our three students, the possibilities were endless. And so, Treehugger Girl, Roommate, and of course, Frog, all put on their best trying but not trying too hard outfits to start their important day. Treehugger Girl wavered between her Planned Parenthood and Amnesty International tees. She went with the Reproductive Health Group because yellow isn't flattering. Roommate went with his thinnest gold chain, a brand new white v-neck, and jogger sweatpants, which he did not realize was a completely unoriginal combination. Frog went with his trusty backpack. Together, feeling nervous and excited, they headed to their first English class. Way down south in a fine Louisiana there one day lived a frog. Did a lot of nothing, just sitting there munching on flies on his favorite log. But then there came a scientist and he took that frog away. He took him to his lab where he did a little science and he grew that froggy's brain. And now that frog is going to college. He's got a new life with a whole lot of mileage. He's gonna learn some lessons and accrue some knowledge. So come on, hop along, let's all just go to Frog College. Wow, I can't believe in our first English class. Oh, I'm so excited, guys. Me too. I read this summer reading three times. I can't wait to discuss. Let's sit in the second row. That says we're here to learn, but we're not attention hogs. We can be cool. <laughs> Whatever. I'm headed to the back row so I can see which people watch porn during the lecture. You really should take this class seriously. I've heard the professor is, like, amazing. Oh, here she comes now. They scurried into their chairs, hoping not to make squeaky noises in the quiet room. Oh, jeez. Students. Students. Welcome. Welcome to English class. English 104. Hmm. When I was a student like you many, many years ago, books were my friends, my companions, sometimes my lovers. Yes. Believe me, you can make love to a book. You can. What we must find out in this class is who are these texts to you? What do you see in these books that perhaps no one else can. I am here to open your eyes to a world of literary relationships. As is true of many academics with an impressive reputation, the English teacher was very strange. Many years of immersion in academia had given her a lack of interest in relating to other people. She had long, kinky gray hair and wore beads and loose shawls and Birkenstocks. She arranged their classroom to have little to no rhyme or reason. Perhaps instead of rhyme and reason, she had great insights. Or maybe she was just weird. Does anyone have any comments? You, sir, you look like you might relate to the stranger quite well. Uh, I think the thing that I don't get about the book is, like, what's going on most of the time. Like, the main character, uh, Merson, uh, Menson, Mensa, uh, whatever. Yeah, like, he didn't really seem to be doing anything, like, ever. What about when he killed the guy because it was hot outside? Oh, shit, did he really kill that guy? 
Oh, I didn't get that at all. All right, man, I'm into this book now. That is a very, very interesting point. It is? Now, here is my next question, and I hope it is at least a bit unexpected. What I would like to know is how many of you liked this book? Hmm? Show of hands. Only our friend, the tree hugger girl, raised her hand. She was as one often is in their first year of college, surprisingly alone. Interesting. Tell me what you liked about The Stranger. Well, it's a gleaming example of the existential movement of the 20th century. Hmm, yes. What did you like about it, though? I think I... I liked the first-person narrative perspective on an existential dilemma. But how did you feel when reading it? How did I feel? I felt like I was getting a good example of French 20th century literature. Ah, too bad, too bad. What? Ah, yes, frog. No need to raise your little hand in this class. Far too conventional. She just had us raise our hands like 20 seconds ago. I felt pretty frustrated when I was reading. Fascinating. Please explain. I just thought it would be so easy for Miss, 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 the, the main character to make better choices and not ruin his life. He doesn't seem to have a reason for, well, for doing anything that he does. But the reason he does what he does is the pressure of existing in a world with no meaning while being aware that there is no meaning. Very interesting, Frog. I think you're right. But what about existentialism? You, tree hugger girl, could learn something from your frog friend. We will continue this discussion on Wednesday. Now we must all read through the syllabus together. It's a great use of our time. We shall take a peek at this exciting, diverse, sexy little reading list I've curated for us this semester. I look forward to watching those brains grow in my little brain garden. Everyone, we'll start on page two. Meanwhile, on the other side of campus, Professor was eating a sad ham sandwich in a fancy but sad cafeteria. He had a newspaper with him, but he wasn't reading it. He only brought it so that he looked like he was intentionally alone, rather than accidentally alone. This lunch would be much less alone than he had anticipated, though. His brother, the scientist, was giving an exaggerated and grandiose tour of the facilities, to a young woman from the professor's past. And so I said to him, if you think you're building me a lab without AI capabilities, well, AI don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> I kid. He was laughing in order to get her to laugh, which she did, out of politeness. And he was speaking rather loudly so as to catch the attention of his brother, the professor, which he did. Professor stayed at the table. He was stunned still by the presence of a past lover. So scientists led her, in the condescending manner of guiding her with a hand on her lower back, right up to the table where his brother was eating. They stood over the professor, his paper, and his sandwich. Ah, my brother, what are you doing giving an exaggerated and grandiose tour to Penelope, who is from my past? Yes, hello, Steve. It is good to see you. The professor realized that in all his nervousness about seeing Penelope, he had not addressed her directly at all. 
Penelope noticed this as well. Uh, what are you doing here, Penelope? I, I thought you moved to Connecticut to be with that horrible proctologist. Kevin and I split a few months ago. What? That's very bad. Hard to believe, really. I, I, I barely believe it. Are you lying? <laughs> oh, relax, you two. Your romantic engagement was years ago. I heard Penelope was in town for a conference, so I invited her for a tour. The scientist did not really know Penelope, but his younger brother had once dated her, and he didn't like his brother to be able to do things that he couldn't. Penelope had a pretty face with a somewhat blank expression and was very small in stature. The professor had loved her for the way that she listened to him, but she may have just been staring up at him with her large blue eyes, thinking about something else. You're here for a conference. Yes, I am a motivational speaker now. Wow! Uh, that's so, uh, surprising. And good, it's good. Good, good for you. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm doing well. Yes, as you can see. <laughs> uh, very good. And, and I'm happy. And uh, I'm not <laughs> sad at all. I can tell by your ham sandwich that you are very sad. Ham is the saddest meat. We must be going. Am I right, Penelope? Penelope was kind enough to offer her words of wisdom to the scientist in my department. Oh, with her enthusiasm and our impressive intelligence. Who knows what we may create? Yes. Bye, Steve. Good to see you. Oh, uh, don't go. I, I, I mean, let's catch up while, while, while you're in town. I, I, I would love to find out more about your very sad breakup. I, I mean... Um, it's, uh, it's good to have you see me. Uh, I, uh, oh, uh, good to see you. But the two were already on their way out of the cafeteria. It was from the door that the scientist shouted. Bye, little brother. That night, back in the Cummings building, the tree hugger girl hardly slept. She read and reread chapter after chapter of The Stranger, hoping to find something she hadn't found before. The next morning, she was awoken by Frog and his roommate who were already in the habit of starting their day by knocking on her dorm room door. Good morning, Saigon! She opened the door, looking frazzled. Oh no, did we wake you up? It's Tuesday, morning off. Time for a breakfast burrito! Oh jeez, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'll be ready in a few minutes. She hurriedly shut the door off. They stood in the hallway and awkwardly waved to their floor mates. A few minutes later... She was ready. Her morning routine was very low fuss because most beauty products came in plastic containers. They found their way to a breakfast spot that only pajama-clad 18-year-olds would wake up for. They carried their bright red trays to a bright red table in a corner booth that looked clean-ish. Okay, so you guys have to get switched into my acting class. It's crazy. So you, like, walk around a bunch, and the teacher's like, no, 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 bad composition or whatever. And then you just walk around again, and it's right this time. It's crazy. Apparently, I lead with my dick when I walk. Anyway, I think I might get an A. My favorite so far was English. You were right, tree hugger girl. That teacher seems really insightful. What? Oh, so I'm sorry. Uh, I was uh, resting my eyes. Are you okay? You seem kind of out of it. Yeah, you look totally bad. You're normally, like, way hotter. Uh, thanks. I didn't sleep. I'm really trying to understand this dumb book. I don't think I get it at all. I thought I was smart, but I just don't get it. 
Oh, come on. You're super smart. It was the first day and everybody was confused. Not you. She basically kissed you when you talked about the main character. I mean, personally, I like the guy. I mean, all he does is drink wine and coffee, you know, boink some girls he doesn't care about and go on beach trips. Oh, yeah. A real hero. Well, that's true. You hate all that stuff. Well, maybe if you get drunk, then you'd understand it. Oh, yeah. That's the real way to learn. Just get drunk. Wait a minute. I think you're right. I just need to get drunk. It's the only way to understand this book. Roommate, you're a genius. Whoa, thanks, I am. <laughs> I mean, sick. Uh, uh, do you want to get drunk right now? I mean, well, let's see. It's 10.30 uh, a.m. on a Tuesday, so we got like a half an hour before we can start and it won't be sad. Roommate said this a little louder than necessary and looked around to see if anyone had heard how cool he was. The food and the idea had given Tree Hugger Girl a pick-me-up. She rose from the table to say, Yes, let's go. We're getting drunk. I'm going to go get more tater tots, and then it's party time for English class. <laughs> I get college. Oh, I'm not too sure about this, guys. Come on, man. She's like the coolest girl ever, and I finally said something she likes, okay? She wants to hang out with me. All right, just be careful, I guess. They cleaned up their trays and left their bright red table. Tree Hugger Girl and Roommate both had solutions to their problems. But Frog was just beginning to see his own dilemma. When do you let your friends be irresponsible? And when do you tell them they're being stupid? When they get drunk on a Tuesday morning? When they use a crystal as deodorant? Maybe when one begins to harm animals for the sake of the profits of their evil employer, it would be nice to have a friend to guide me. I mean, them. Unsure of what to do, Frog enlisted the assistance of his mentor, Professor. But he wasn't in his office for once. He was in one of the many classrooms he taught in. He wasn't the kind of professor who got to set up in one place, but was forced here and there by the university's ever-changing bureaucratic needs. Thank you again for agreeing to meet with me, Penelope. Uh, this classroom is where I teach Bio 479. It's one of the university's most advanced and exclusive classes. We study the molecular distinction of different kinds of cancer, and we may very well soon discover something of scientific significance. As you've heard me say many times, not yet, but maybe soon. Hmm, very nice. Penelope wandered around the perimeter of the room, rejecting the obvious clue to sit in a chair and imagine him lecturing. Professor stood at the head of the classroom, hoping that simulating his teaching position would paint him as competent and impressive. You don't seem impressed. Oh, Steve. You want me to be impressed too much. It's making it weird to hang out with you. She examined a poster of the periodic table. Not for its scientific contents, but for the corners, where the lamination was peeling off and curling up. Oh, no, I, I, I don't need you to be impressed. <laughs> I just, I'm, I am casual as can be right now. Look at my face. It's so casual. <laughs> it was not casual. I agreed to meet with you because I thought that our history was behind us. We were together so long ago. You can't possibly think we could be together again just because I'm no longer with the proctologist. Uh, oh, no, no uh, of course not. I, I, I have no interest in dating you. I, I have other uh, people to date. Tons of them. He leaned on a desk, attempting to look casual again. Really? Sure. I've moved on, Penelope. Really, I have. Well, that's great then. 
I actually wanted to ask you something about moving on, I guess. Well, well I can't give you the details of my dating life. That would be inappropriate. And I can't think of any right now. Well, actually, it's about my moving on with your brother. What? You want to, to date my brother? Yes. But, but, but you hate my brother. You told, you told me a thousand times he, he patronized you and he told you that your eyes were weird. Oh, well, that was so long ago. Plus, he's basically famous now. With all the work he did on that frog, that is very impressive. You're impressed by his work on the frog? Well, that is interesting. You know, he didn't exactly finish the job, if you know what I mean. I don't. Frog is a student here, yes, but, but he is not, he's not yet benefiting the corporation that funded his enhancement. He's an English major. What use is an English major to a cola company? And none! Well, I'm sure the scientist has a plan for that. Oh, he doesn't. But someone does. Oh. It, uh, it's me. I, I, it's me. I, I'm the one with the plan. <laughs> it may begin on this very day. Frog trusts me to guide him. I will be the one responsible for his ultimate utility. Really, my, my brother's work is nothing without me. You know the frog? Know him? I'm practically his dad. I mean, I'm, I'm not his dad, of course. I, I don't have sex with frogs, and you know that. I, I, I have sex with humans. Well, if you could introduce me to that frog, well, that would certainly impress me. It can be done. Though the dormitories were very close to the academic buildings, the professor would never go looking for a frog there. It was an unspoken understanding that teachers didn't hang out near the residence halls. It was a good rule. It is weird and icky to see a teacher out of context. So Professor would have to wait to find his frog friend. Frog headed back to the Cummings building to find Treehugger Girl and roommate. They were laying in the grass in front of the building, surrounded by empty purple cans, and seeming like they were having a good time, but also looking sleepy. Oh, you're drunk. I get it. They were drunk. Frog, you're here! Sup! Frog, Rumi came up with the best plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the book, he's always drinking wine uh-huh. and coffee. Uh-huh. Well, in this, this stuff is alcohol and energy Ooh. drink Ooh. all in one. I'm just like Mertza. Mertza. No, wait, Mitz. Mitzi. Mertza. I, I looked up the translation earlier. It's not matzo. <laughs> I think that's a suit. What is that oh. stuff? It smells horrible. It's called too cuckoo because just like the cartoon bear in the commercial says, it is too cuckoo for you, boo-boo. And it has two things going on, alcohol and caffeine. Too cuckoo for you. I think I'm learning. <laughs> totally. Oh, jeez. I just don't know about this. Are you guys okay? Have you eaten enough? I've brought some tater tots to go, to go top, to go to gods. This is getting you any closer to understanding our English assignment. Dude, okay, this is about being drunk, and that book is about being drunk, Mm -hmm. okay? Who cares about that boring English class anyways? I think I'm learning what life is about right now. 
You are there's... just so cool. Like you're a frog, but you're also just like you're guy. normal. He's, He's a, a cool guy. guy. He's a normal cool He's guy. He's my best friend. I love you. Normal frog. <laughs> I gotta go do homework. I just want the two of you to know that this is a very bad idea. So, Frog headed to the library, thinking about how hard it was to hang out with drunk people while he was sober. He ran into another sober person, though. Just the one he was looking for. I, I promise you we will see Frog very soon. I don't know where, but I just think it will happen. Uh, you know this library was designed by Randall Bountyfield. He's famous for designing prisons. Oh, wow. You liked that one? No. That's the frog right there. Hello, Professor. And you too. Hi. Hi. Frog, this is Penelope. She is uh, from my past. We are so excited to see you. I'm excited to see you too. This week has been, well, my classes aren't turning out how I thought they would. For my friends mostly, not for me. Oh my, he talks like a person. And yet you talk about me as if I can't hear you. What's on your mind, Frog? Frog explained to them his confusion about English. About the two cuckoos, the weird teacher, and the boring book. Though Professor had a knack for accidentally good advice, this time, under the pressure of Penelope's audience, he did not. Oh, Frog, that bad English teacher is a loon. Everybody at the university knows it. You don't need that class. What, what is an English class going to do? G give you context for the world's historical events? Insight to the human condition? What, develop your, your taste for fiction that will help you form your worldview? Um, well, hopefully, yes. Are you sticky? I touched a frog one time and it was but, so sticky. I, I can't believe you're asking me that question. That is personal. Listen to me, frog. If you drop that class, you will be available for the captivating Biology 103. That's the pre-requirement for Biology 205 and Chemistry 215. Then after those classes, you can take Chemistry 316. And in that class, you get to chemically engineer an exact replica of whale feces. Oh, whale feces. That does make science sound cooler than English. Amazing! I was being facetious! Maybe you would know that if you took an English class. Oh, Frog, darn. trust me. Thank you for trying to help, Professor, but I think I'm going to stay in the class. It has only been one day. We'll see what happens after. Frog hopped away, wishing he had received better advice. A uh, uh, Frog, wait! Oh, twiddle knobs. That did not go well. Thank you, Penelope. You didn't convince him at all. Anyway, it's probably time for me to leave because I am not impressed by you. I'm going to go seduce your brother. Also, you have a seed in your teeth, and I didn't tell you all day because I didn't care. Yep. Penelope! Right there in the middle teeth. <laughs> Bye. Well, oh my. That did not go well at all. He was right. It didn't go well at all. Penelope went to fawn over the scientist, and Frog was off to sulk. He completed the assignments he had under the light of his desk lamp. Across from him, roommate was already drunkenly snoring. In the morning, he was faced with the tumultuous task of awakening his roommate to make it to class. Should it be gentle or violent? To ease the drunk one into the day? Or to rip the band-aid of sleep right off? 
After some deliberation, he went with the classic method. He accidentally on purpose knocked something off his desk that made a loud noise. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to wake you. Oh, but, but look at that. 8.15. Probably time to get up anyways, huh? Pretty lucky, I guess. Wednesday morning, time for English class, day two. You're surprising me, Chipper. I thought you'd be hungover. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No hangover. I think I'm just still drunk. Oh, jeez. Do you think Treehugger Girl got what she needed after yesterday? Truthfully, I cannot remember, but I'm pretty sure she had some breakthroughs. Why not? They met up with her to verify these claims and head to class. I did not have any breakthroughs. Oh, ouch, I feel like I'm dying. She wasn't dying, but she didn't look quite up to her perky standards. She wore her National Parks hoodie up and slouched all the way to class. You're not dying, you're hungover. Don't worry, after this class, you can take a nap. And I got you both bagel sandwiches, tofu cream cheese for you. Oh, thank you. And egg, cheese, and bacon for you. Aw, dude, clutch! Just so you know, humans call this a bacon, egg, and cheese. Huh. Learn something new about the human world every day. Oh my god, this is so good. So, what are you going to do about... The stranger. I'm gonna sit in the back row and hope that she doesn't call on me. Sick. They all sat in the back. They watched the other students trickle in and finally the English teacher in all her silk shawled glory. Students, I had a dream about you last night. All of you. I was spending private time with a collection of Walt Whitman's best works before I fell asleep and my imagination just took off. This dream gave me some cosmic inspiration. And today I am cosmically inspired to single out one student who looks disinterested and put them on the spot. I'm expanding your mind. Oh, jeez. Please not me. Please not me. You, roommate. Sup, girl? Yes, sup. Let's return to our discussion of the main character. Mersol Salt. Tell me. Where do you think his relatability comes from? <laughs> Probably the banging chicks. Yes. Interesting. We should discuss the role of his intimate relationships. Also, he doesn't want to do stuff or take care of his mom just like this guy. Yes. Yes. Very, very interesting, young man. You have a real understanding. Oh, come on. What was that? Oh, no. Was that out loud? Yeah. What were you saying, dear? I was saying that this guy sucks. What? Who sucks? The main character. He totally blows. Interesting. Oh, now I'm interesting? Because I'm bitching about the book? Okay, I feel like I'm dying right now. I made some bad choices yesterday, and they may as well lead me to some more freaking bad choices today. I thought they would help me to understand the point of this book, but they didn't. Drinking doesn't make you understand stuff. It just makes you feel sick and sad the next day. What is the point of this book? I don't want to read about another straight man 
complaining because he's too broody to just do the right thing. This book was pointless, and this discussion is pointless. Who cares if we understand this book or not? We're all just going to die anyways. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Very good, tree hugger girl. Come on, it freaking worked. That's existentialism. I get this book now. How do you feel now? Shitty? What a dumb lesson. Exactly. Some lessons are stupid. Some are not useful to us, but they do show us parts of ourselves that we may have otherwise been unfamiliar with. I think you may have learned something about yourself in this process. And you definitely learned about the stranger. Very nice work. That's all the time we have for today. Tree hugger girl, you should thank whomever helped you reach these conclusions today. Very impressive work. Class, I will see you next week. Still stunned, tree hugger girl, frog, and roommate left the class and headed to the central cafeteria. Feeling dejected, the professor also headed there. And unfortunately for almost everyone, so did the scientist. Ah, hello, brother. I see you're once again alone. Well, I see that you are, too. Yes, I suppose I am. Penelope did find me, but she also got distracted pretty quickly. The proctologist called. She disappeared. Oh, I'm, uh... I'm sorry to hear that, and also not sorry. Oh, come on. No, I, I mean, she was very horrible. We, we both know that. It's true. She seems very stupid and mean, and those eyes, ugh. But for some reason, I want her to approve of me. Yes, that's how it works sometimes. Ah, look, here are some students I'm afraid I owe apologies to. Oh, I better go. Seeing students outside of class is very icky. Roommate Frog and Tree Hugger Girl entered from the far side of the building. So, I think according to the English teacher, someone owes me a thank you. Ugh, I'm not ready yet. Take your time, take your time. You know, just don't forget about it. Well, I'm sorry about getting so worried about you guys being drunk during the day. I guess it's all just part of the college experience. Oh, no. What? Frog, look at me. Never let me drink too cuckoo again, okay? I can't. It is so wrong. Are you saying it's... What? Too cuckoo for you, boo-boo. Am I dead? Is this hell? Oh, hi, Professor. Oh, you look a little down. Where'd that rude lady go? Oh, uh, Penelope, she left back to Connecticut. Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. I mean, she was really lame, but it seems like you're sad about it. That's why I'm sorry. She wanted to date my brother. After dating you? That is cuckoo, boo-boo. Yeah, it sounds like you maybe dodged a bullet there. Oh, yes, I did. She was truly horrible. Sometimes we cling to those from our past, even when there is no reason to. Well, I'm sure there's someone, like, way better in your future. Perhaps, yes. I think I can resolve to be on my own and sulk. At least for a few days. That sounds... good. Oh, uh, how did your issue with the English class go? I'm afraid I'd given you some very bad advice before. Well, actually, it all sort of just worked itself out. Ugh. 
Tree Hugger Girl realized that she hates that book and life is meaningless. I was just thinking the same thing. That English teacher may actually be very insightful. All I learned is that there's basically no point to anything. You are officially a college student. Congratulations. Now go get some food and take a nap. I think roommate here is still drunk from yesterday. Righto, dude. Drunky pie. So the professor was back to sulking. And the students were back to not really understanding how anything worked. We will come to this point again and again in my story. They may not have had the transforming experiences they hoped to have, but they had each other. And for now, they were safe and somewhat happy. This is all we can ask for sometimes. At other times, their safety and happiness will not be so easily obtained. I'm afraid we have not yet gotten to the most tumultuous points in my recounting. But for now, this is where the story will pause. Please come back next time for the continuation of our tale. Episode 2 was written by Catherine Gorham and edited by Kevin Parada. Sound design by Megan Ames and album art by Jen Hooks. The original music in this episode was composed and performed by James Harvey. Performers for this episode include Megan Ames, Christopher Matos, Sam Kelman, Catherine Gorham, Dan Chafkin, Mike Flandrew, Kristen Spencer, and Mara Wilson. Frog College is dedicated to Liam Wallace.